You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, hello, mama friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama Work It podcast. Marissa Lonick here, your time management and productivity mama friend. If you don't know me, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I encourage you to hop over to mamaworkit.com to get to know me a little bit more personally on the about page or go to my IG feed where I post reels and other fun stuff or go to LinkedIn where I'm a little bit more polished and professional because that's the vibe on LinkedIn. And I like partnering with companies to speak there. And so I know how to put on the corporate look since I worked in that space for many years. Anyways, if you're not new around here, welcome back. Happy to have you. Happy you like me enough to listen to more than one episode of this amazing show. Might be a little biased there, but thank you again for returning. Okay. So I'm coming at you today, one day shy of becoming a tween mom. My twins, my firstborn kids, they're turning 10 tomorrow and I am not okay. (laughs) If I can be totally honest, when they turned five, I was also not okay because when they turned five, I felt like I was embarking onto a new season of motherhood. I no longer had toddlers or preschoolers. I now had school-aged kids. I had kids who brought their lunch to school, kids who attended elementary school with kids who towered over them, kids who talked and talked about things and were writing their name and learning to read and into stuff I knew nothing about, like Pokemon, like Beyblades, I learned, don't worry. It was kind of A grieving moment for me, though, because I had sort of graduated into a new season of motherhood. Even though I had younger, a younger kid at the time, it still felt like I was entering into a new space, moving into a new home, whatever you want to call it. And right now, today, I feel the same way. It's really weird because even though my kids are still in elementary school, they're not yet in middle school, I still feel that tween energy is here. And we're starting the voyage into the tween territory. And even though I don't feel ready, to be honest, I'm not even like that excited about it yet. It's more like someone is just kind of like scooting behind me, gently nudging me to get on the ride. And I'd rather just like wait in line forever. It's very bittersweet. Of course, I want to see my kids grow. I want to see them have new experiences and be there with them. But I also feel like, whoa, where did this come from? Like, I've now been a mother for a decade. What the fuck? Like, that happened in a second. And I don't want to be one of the moms telling you if you've got a newborn right now and you're listening and you're not sleeping through the night and the season feels really, really hard. I don't want to be that person that tells you something cliche like, 
it goes so fast or cherish every moment. But I also want you to know that it does. And being mindful and present doesn't mean you're disregarding the challenge of it right now. So I know my parenting needs to adjust as these kids are getting older because they don't need the same mom they needed nine years ago or even three years ago. Their needs have changed. And I know if I stay the same and I don't adapt to this, I'm not going to end up being the mom they want to come to, to talk to when they're adults. I'm going to end up being the mom who's viewed as annoying or someone they feel like they have to call because it's an obligation. I think about this a lot. I really, I don't want to be that mom. I really want to be the mom that my kids, especially because I have boys and I feel like sometimes when boys grow up, they're not always as close, as tight with their moms as girls are. I want them to be the kids that come to me as a confidant as a mentor, as a coach, as a non-judgmental, objective, intelligent adult figure, in addition to being the nurturing, caring, unconditional love giving woman, usually only a mom can be. So I know this is one of those moments that I got to level up or deal with the consequences later of not leveling up and potentially severing parts of this relationship. So Some things I notice that I'm going to start doing or I've already started doing with my soon-to-be tweens are what I'm going to talk about on today's episode. And I think these are likely relevant to other ages, other stages too. But for me specifically as a mom of four with these nearly 10-year-olds, like we are hours away from this, being my oldest in the crew here, this is what is standing out for me specifically right now. So hopefully it is helpful for you to hear this. All right. First thing here that I started doing recently, that I started being more mindful of recently is I started listening more and I'm going to continue working on this. When I worked in corporate and I managed a customer experience department, I would often get these irate customers who'd gone up the chain, who were feeling really frustrated that they talked to several people already at the company, they weren't getting what they wanted. And now I had the pleasure (laughs) of having them on the phone and needed to really just handle the situation and take care of it. And often I couldn't just give them what they wanted. It was usually a request that just wasn't doable. And this can happen a lot with kids too, especially tweens, because their requests can be totally unrealistic. Like if a friend or a sibling is hurting their feelings, and they want to be able to do something and you, or they want to be able to do something that you just don't allow in their house. Like there are things sometimes outside of our control, outside of what, how we want to parent or what we allow, what we're on the same page as, as our partners. And we can't just give into that. So during a lot of those irate conversations in my corporate job, I did a lot of listening. I did a lot of affirming. I did a lot of de-escalating. And also now as a coach, I listen a lot. This is part of my job that I do a lot. And I usually get the feedback that I'm a damn good listener too. Like in my house though, outside of the work that I do, I I actually don't always listen a lot though. I, I notice this about myself. And maybe it's because there's a lot of moving parts and it all 
It all sounds like noise sometimes. I hate to say it. Maybe it's because I'm trying to do too many things and I'm only half listening when I really should be fully listening. And I know it is definitely because I haven't been intentional about this step. And I've been, again, I've been really thinking about being mindful about this, changing it. And I've noticed a difference even in these small steps that I've taken. So because I'm listening more, I feel like there is more trust there. There's more validation and a deeper connection is forming. And hopefully we're building a foundation, a really firm foundation, rather than a rocky one that I think is easy to come across during the tween and teen years. And I don't want that to happen because I don't want it to be shaky for lots of other things coming coming down the pipeline. So that's one thing I've been focused on doing and I'm trying to do even more. Another thing that's coming up for me during as I enter this tween era is I'm trying not to be annoyed a lot. (sighs) You guys, there's a lot to be annoyed with when it comes to tween boys. I'm sorry, there is. Like the jokes, the attitude, the sibling fighting, the initiate, the sibling fighting, they don't initiate, but participate in the complaints, the requests, like it can be a lot. And because these are my oldest kids, I often think I expect more of them. Like my expectations are higher. Like they should be past this stage or they're older. Why are they acting like that? And it's important to remember and to remind myself they're still kids, like they're just kids and their brains are nowhere near being fully developed. So they need a pass more often than we think they need a pass. And it's still hard to not get annoyed because I'm going to tie this back to a quote that I read recently. And it said something along the lines of, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure, but it was something along the lines of, it's not hard to parent. It's hard to parent while trying to do anything else. And in reality, all of us parents are almost always trying to do other things while we parent. Like we're preparing meals, we're cleaning up, we're helping with homework, we're driving to soccer, we're doing our own work, we're whatever it is we're doing alongside parenting. And that is what makes it hard to do and makes it easy to get annoyed. Like sometimes I even feel just weird, just parenting because I'm not used to doing only that. So this in particular, this is a really good reminder for me and hopefully for you too, that just parenting, quote unquote, is enough. It's actually a lot and it will allow you to show up as the parent you actually want to be, not the parent who gets annoyed a lot, like I tend to feel. So. That's another thing I am doing, noticing. Another thing on my list here, I am getting more interested in what they're interested in. So you guys, full disclosure, I was never really into sports growing up. Like I played on teams. I played on the softball team, the basketball team up until the end of middle school, but I was terrible. I was absolutely terrible, like completely awful. And I found my passion more in activities like dance and cheerleading. And now cheerleading, I'm not here to argue, like cheerleading is absolutely a sport. There is no doubt about it, but it's not the sport my kids like. They like soccer, which I never played. They like football, 
which I never played nor watched. They like tennis, which I would like to play, but never did. They like basketball. And I actually enjoy watching basketball because I cheered for it. But again, I totally sucked at playing it. So I have had to embrace the fact that this is what my kids like. And this is what I now need to be into if I want to relate to their interests. So does this mean I like pad up and play tackle football on the weekends? Hell no. I sure as hell don't do that. But I'm on the sidelines watching the games. I'm throwing a ball back and forth sometimes. I'm supplying the snacks or the homemade treats after the events as a way to show my love. And I'm not necessarily grieving that we don't get to do things that maybe are interesting or more fun for me, like getting many petties together. Um, but I'm, I'm working with what I got here. In fact, I actually did invite one of my soon to be tweens to the nail salon with me this summer. And we just sat side by side in the massage pedicure chairs and we chatted for an hour. And it was like one of the best hours of my parenting life. Not even kidding. But also some of the best hours of my parenting life are me doing things that my kids are into being there for their interests and kind of adjusting that. So that's another thing there. Finally, finally, um, I'm not feeling old. What do I mean by this? Let me explain more about that here because that sounds weird. So when I became a mom, I used to look at moms of older kids and I used to feel like they were so much older than me, like not in an offensive way. Okay. Just in a way like I couldn't relate to the season they were in. I was so far off from that part of my life and it just felt like a totally different era. Well, now that I'm here, right, soon to be 10-year-olds here, been a mom for a decade. Now that I'm here, I realize I still very much feel young. Like, sure, I'm experiencing different things, but I don't look in the mirror and think, damn girl, you're old. Like, not at all. I don't feel completely unrelatable to moms of babies. I'm friends with moms of babies. We get along just great. And honestly, I have no idea sometimes how I'm even 39 years old. I really don't. I scratch my head at this. Like I feel a solid 28 most days. I don't know if you listener can relate to this in any way, shape or form, but I feel internally a lot younger than I actually am on my birth certificate. So I really think you are as old as you feel. So I'm not letting the fact that I have quote older kids make me feel any older than I think I am, which is 28. All right. So I want to share a quick story with you before we close out today's episode, because as I was preparing for this topic today, it came to mind and I felt like it was such a parallel experience. Like, do you ever notice that the older you get, you find similarities and experiences you've had or the way you felt or how you handled it, even though they may be completely different under totally opposite circumstances or even in a unique and far off season of life that literally has nothing in common with where you're at right now. So if this is just me, then that's fine. I will own that. But I think if you really gave yourself some space to consider this, you'd agree with me to some degree here. So here's the story. When I was 20 years old, I went to Spain for a summer to study abroad. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. It was freaking awesome. Okay. 
And I bet if you ask anyone who went on that trip, that study abroad summer to Madrid, they'd tell you the same thing. They'd tell you the same thing nearly 20 years later. They'd be like, yeah, that was awesome. Had the best time. Learned so much. Fill in the blank. Because why? It was really awesome. I mean, it was just incredible opportunity. I met amazing people there. I learned the language really, really well. I ate new and interesting foods. One of those being a favorite I have until this day, la tortilla española. If you've had it before, you know how delicious this is. I learned a lot in the classroom and outside the classroom. I navigated my way around Madrid, like specifically the six bus line. I knew my way around that six circular bus ride, uh, bus line very well. I even traveled to Barcelona with a girlfriend that I, like a new friend that I made on that trip. And I stayed in a like disgusting hostel. And I can still remember like the creepy front desk attendance voice, like straight out of a horror movie. And yet it was all so amazing, right? And while I was there, there were lots and lots of people there, like lots of other students who did absolutely nothing but complain. I kid you not. Like they complained about the food. There was a lot of hamon. I'll be honest. And hamon is not really my jam, but you know, you deal. They complained about the heat. I mean, it was summer in Spain, probably very little air conditioning around from what I remember. They complained about the nightlife when they didn't know where to go because they wouldn't talk to any locals or because they were too embarrassed or shy to speak to them in Spanish. Meanwhile, your girl over there was like speaking Espanol to anyone who would listen, dancing until 3 a.m. every night, drinking five cafe con leches to stay awake in class and having the time of her life. Okay. Now it was the same exact trip, same accommodations, same classes, same everything. And yet at the time, our experiences were quite different. So I'm not telling you this to make you feel bad if you're going through like a challenging season of motherhood or anything like that. I'm telling you, and I'm telling me this because I can choose, you can choose, we can choose to make this season of motherhood enjoyable or not. Like it is really that easy. It's literally a choice that we get to make every single day. Now it's easy, but it's not always easy, right? God knows there are a lot of times where I choose wrong. I choose wrong. I choose to like dwell in the chaos or the hardness or the annoyingness that I'm stuck in or the noise or whatever it is. But I wanted to take this moment to remind you, to remind me, honestly, because I need this reminder just as much as you might need it. It is ultimately always a choice. So whether you're entering into tween motherhood right now, like me, whether you're just starting out in motherhood, whether you're in those terrible twos or three-nager phases or whatever it is, there will always be challenges. And it is really about how you see them, how you embrace them, how you choose to manage them that will make you feel like you got the most out of that season. Because I know I'd hate to think I missed out on any of it because I couldn't wait for the next one to arrive. Because while I was in it, I couldn't appreciate it. 
there's always something you can find no matter where you're at to appreciate, to be grateful for. So that's that. I'm embracing entering the tween season with my oldest boys here. I'm here for it. I'm ready. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try again after I mess up and I'm going to mess up, especially because these are my first kids, right? (laughs) These are the ones we make the mistakes on, I guess. But I am going to try my best every single day and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to show up as my best self and I'm going to make it happen for them and for me. So that's it, mamas. Keep on working it. I'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.